Hey everyone, thanks for listening to my podcast. Uh, I'm just popping in here in the beginning to talk about uh, Joe Kim, uh, which is the gentleman that I had the pleasure of interviewing. Uh, He is one of uh, my sister's good friends. He uh, graduated from West Point not that long ago. Um, I am, uh, unfortunately, I recorded that episode like three months ago and I just never published it. So uh, this is me kind of getting into that a little bit. Um, we, uh, we talk about quite a few different topics. Uh, I do apologize for, uh, some of the mic echoing and, uh, just some of the background noise. I'm still getting used to how, uh, how everything needs to be set up. So there's, uh, uh, very little noise, uh, but, uh, it is my first podcast. So just cut me a break. Um, enjoy listening to it. Uh, I appreciate it. And, uh, yep. We'll, uh, transition into that now. One, two, three. Can I speak into yours real quick? One, two, three. Nice. Did you just vape? Yeah. <laughs> is that, is, Libya, Libya seemed to have picked up that habit at uh, West Point. Is that like a big thing at West Point? Yep. Can you, can you buy vape on campus? No. I mean, you can ship it. That's what a lot of kids do. Huh. Oh, so it just comes in the mail. <laughs> I know, uh, I remember early COVID, early COVID, there's pictures on Facebook of, um, like, all the Amazon packages that were coming into the mailroom on, like, pallets. Bro, it was so much. Insane. So much. How many kids are on campus? 4,000? 4,400, something like that. <laughs> so, literally imagine, like, probably close to that number of packages, if not more, coming in all at once. Yeah. Fucking crazy. Yeah. So, you were, so you were at a paper. Fucking tell me, uh, so what, what was the topic of your paper again? So, like, the official title is called um, The Impact of End of Lesson Quizzes on um, Academic Performance. So... And so, how did how did you find any data for them for this kind of stuff? So, what I first did was um, I coordinated with um, at West Point. It's called CY three hundred five. Uh, official name is Cyber Fundamentals, and I chose this class because it was like a core class that is highly standardized and a lot of um, like it's mandatory for cadets to take this class. So. I coordinated with the course director, or more specifically, the deputy course director, and uh, we just conducted an experiment. Like, he, he made the cadets take these quizzes, and he just compiled these data. and then So all this them. data isn't from, like, the internet. It's stuff no. you – these are tests you ran. Yeah, and then I merged that data set with um, data that I got from OEMA, which is the Office of Economic Manpower and Analysis. OEMA? OEMA. Everything shortened in this yep, at the school. Yep, there's abbreviations yep. for everything. Mm-hmm. That's so weird. Okay, so did you then when you must have graphed it all out at some point? Yes, I did. And is that when you like finally found found that there? So what what did you find out before I spoil it? <laughs> <laughs> so um, I graphed it out, but usually statistics you can't just graph it out and then like see from like the graph to get results. It's just the graph helps you in like look at the results. Yeah. But um, what I've found is that when a c- cadet is in person, um, they perform better than c- uh, cadets that are online on average. Okay. And then from there, I conducted another test where I um saw whether there was an incentive that you can place on these cadets and students um, and whether their academic performance changes based on this incentive. So the incentive that I thought about is an end of lesson quiz. And how that works is the instructor tells the students, hey, uh, there's going to be a quiz today at the end of the lesson and the quiz only has questions that are taught in the lesson um so i thought that would incentivize the students to hey let's pay attention um so my (laughs) my group has 
four um it has four uh groups. Um there's the in-person treatment, in-person control, um online con- uh, treatment and online control. Okay, that was my next question is you had to have had a control group mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. Uh, this whole experiment. So the control is hey, surprise quiz. Yeah. You know, how would a cadet go about the lesson? Without knowing there's a quiz and see their academic performance. What year were these cadets? These cadets were uh, sophomores and juniors, but mostly juniors. It's okay. a junior class. Okay. Do you think there could have been a difference between the sophomore sophomores and, jun- and juniors? Usually not, because all the experiments that uh what that is at West Point, um, there is no difference because they generally like get the same demographics um, from all over the country. Okay. So you had a control, you had a control group, right? Mm-hmm. And then, so after these experiments, what did like what was the next se- next step uh, to compile the data that you uh, pulled from these uh, quizzes? Um, so there was a lot of data manipulation that I needed to do. Um, first, like the data that he gathered was um like their raw data, like hey, like how. What multiple choice did they pick to answer this question? And I had to change that to, hey, did they get it right? Um, and things like that. And then there was other issues. There was a lot of issues uh, with the data because of the difference in instructors. Uh, one instructor didn't listen to the treatment um, assignment. So we call it a non-compliance uh, bias. And basically... He was told that he had to announce the quiz. He didn't announce the quiz. And I know that he didn't announce the quiz because most of the cadets in his class said, hey, he didn't announce the quiz. Like, there were some that were like, oh, so there's he announced just, the quiz. there's just a decent amount of human error in the in these experiments. So, it was in, like, there's instructor's fault. Like, that, there's some screwed up... Uh... Yes, but you can play with that. Like, okay. it didn't make the data like too terrible you know what i'm saying yeah yeah so um i just instead of putting him into the treatment group i just put him into the control group because hey like he still didn't announce it you know that doesn't really affect the results that much it's just that now the proportions is off like there was uh, about 175 uh that's in one group and there was 225 in the other, and then it shouldn't have been like that. It should have been like 200 to 200. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it should have been a little more, a little yeah. more even. But it's it's the, okay. Yeah, so mean, a, as long as it's above uh, 30 um, ob- observations, is fine. Yeah, it averaged out. That's still amazing to get almost what almost 400 students to uh, um, participate in this in this. Uh, the beauty of West Point. Right. Yep. <laughs> I guess, I guess. I mean, how many students are in each class? Class is pretty big at West Point. Yeah, no. Um, it was usually West Point. These classes have like 15 cadets. Okay. So there was a lot of sections and like a yeah. lot of instructors. There's like about, from my memory, 10 instructors and they all taught um, several sections. Okay. So yeah. Because like I went to a public yeah, university dude. and like i mean you get some classes like very niche cl- classes that are like in my degree maybe i, I maybe have 10 15 students but like you go to like chemistry chemistry like 1000 or something you're been like there's probably 80 kids in my yeah. entire class yeah and like, we're not like that. getting any getting any time with the you know, with yeah. the instructor i mean you could but it's just tough sometimes and you're like you just felt like you weren't totally cared about <laughs> cared about <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> but I was just cur- curious. Out of the thousands of students, students are there. There doesn't, I mean, it doesn't seem like there's too many instru- instru- instructors there. Um, when I saw them at uh, uh, graduation, at gradua- graduation, was that all the instructors that were on the field right there? Um, the the instructors. That uh went to the I don't know what to call it the canopy right the, oh okay so the people in the ASUs in the back were all 
tactical officers. Okay. Um, they're the ones oh, that the like. One, I saw people in robes and, uh, stu- th- and stuff. Those are like the, the head of the departments. The instructors don't oh, get any shit. recognitions okay. like that. Yeah, there's way too many instructors. <laughs> um, them to all fit in there. So. Huh. Yes, it's a lot bigger than I thought. I thought it was. <laughs> yeah. But, so you weren't on the field that day, were you? No, I wasn't. Now. Were you, how many? There was a hundred and something students that didn't graduate out of the thousand. There was fifty cadets that didn't graduate. Fifty, mm-hmm. and then there was the goat that I didn't see that. I was uh, someone else told it, told me uh, the kid that goes up on stage and like grabs the bag of money. Or yeah, whatever. Th- about a thousand dollars of cash. I yeah. wish I would have gotten a picture of that because that looked funny as hell. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and like yeah. good for that kid because <laughs> like he made some money and just barely made the cut to yeah. like get it, uh, make it through. But, yeah, that uh, I'm sure there's probably, I mean, at my university, I'm sure there's way more kids that didn't, <laughs> didn't yeah. make it, but it's a little more like, I don't know. I don't, I mean, from your beginning class and sophomore year or freshman year, how many students do you think dropped out? How big was your class to About start off with? Like 1,300. So, like, almost 300 or like 250 students that left or like. I think it was 1340 to be specific. Okay. Was when I first checked the class size and my class ranking in like plebe year. Um, but yeah, like the, the, there was like a lot of cadets that either dropped out or got kicked out. Mostly kicked out. A lot, <laughs> a lot, a lot, a lot of people kicked, got kicked out. Kicked out for what? Like just breaking <laughs> small little rules or like just various or things. Or like just doing stupid shit. No, like if you're like academically deficient they can just kick you out oh my god yeah so, like I a lot of can do that at normal universities but it's like usually like i don't know academic like, probation like first. My, yeah like my so- was my sophomore my freshman year i got an ac- academic probation and i mean it's really just writing a letter and they'll grant it to you because they want your money still uh-huh. i mean they're gonna let you, they're gonna let you stay another semester or another year or something because you're paying 20 grand a year, yeah. a year or something to be there and they're like yeah who cares if he fail, if he flunks out next year we'll kick him out then yeah whatever but like is there like a uh some type of committee that you can appeal to so there is an academic board and they like look at your case um talk to your instructor and then they make a decision there. They can either. Is it worth going through uh, through it? Like it doesn't. You ha- you have to go through it. Oh, you, like, have, you have to go through. You, it. There's you, no choice. You have no choice. Um, There's not like oh thing- you're gonna get kicked out. Okay, sweet, I'm out of here. <laughs> you have to go to the board and like uh, make your case or or try to stay in. No, so you don't even make your case. Um, you don't speak to the board. So let's say you got an F or two Ds. Um, and at the end of the semester, the academic board gets together and decide whether or not you're staying. Um, that's crazy. And is this in person? Like, do you have to go and go like in front of people and like do this? No. Okay. No. Like, um, it's all just like online. You have to appeal it on online and. Uh, no, not even. They just call you up saying, oh. "Hey, like the academic board decided that they're gonna keep you." Oh. Yeah. I guess that's a little more than what I got. <laughs> I got I got like a letter in my mailbox saying I was on academic probation. If I wanted to stay in the university, like I had to write write a letter on oh. why I should stay, and I just like had to mail it in or send send an email in or something. Like there's no real human interaction, but that's still crazy to be kicked out of a school that, I mean. You work so hard to get in. I know. But the thing is, you also have to keep in mind that, like, it is taxpayers' money. Yeah. So, you know, if someone's not performing to the standard, right? Yeah. They can't stay. Now, what happens? So, do people get kicked out normally in the first two years? Like, more people in the first two years than in the next two years? Like, because, I mean, once you commit or whatever. If you get kicked out, then you have to pay some money back, right? Yep, yep. So, there's, like... I feel like people are trying a little harder the second... The night, the three, year yeah, three and yeah. four to, like, not kick and get kicked out. Yep. Um, so, there was this thing called the yuck purge, like... Right before affirmation, a lot of people got kicked out. There's, like, phases where... Um, because when the academy like accepts a class they are predicting 
the percentage of um, people that leave or get kicked out. And they've been pretty consistent over the years. Uh, it's about 83%. Um, Which is pretty good. Yeah. I mean, compared to, I don't know what a normal university is, but I would say my graduating class was nowhere near 83%, maybe closer to 50%. Like, because there's a lot of people that go to normal university and, like, get into their first semester or first year and they're like, I'm fucking out of here. Yeah. Like, this is not for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so. So they, they predict uh, the amount of cadets that are staying, and one time in the class of 2020, they over-predicted, or... Under-predicted? More people graduated or less people graduated? No. They had more people in the class than there were spots. Oh. Um, or there's like a certain amount of spots that the West Point usually can like... Um, Graduate and there were more, so they had to. So kick people let's out. say there's like 1,100 spots and they had 1,200 people. They have to kick out 100 people. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's what they did in 2020. Um, what so kind of short straw do you have to pull to be one of those like people that just get kicked out? Because like yeah, yeah. So uh, usually, if you were to get an F on something or like fail uh, a class or something, they usually put you on academic probation first. Yeah. For some people in class of 2020, like, just like nope, get out. as soon as they, they got an F, right, they didn't get a second chance and they got kicked out. Holy shit. Even in like after now, affirmation. Now, that wasn't the year that they found – I there was like a big thing where like a bunch of students were caught cheating. Uh, that like was last year. So was that, that the year that – was that the class that they had uh, too, many, too many cadets? No, not that No, that year. was class of 2023. That wasn't your guys' class, was no, it? No, that's oh. – oh, we're, we're 21. Oh, okay. So it's the year above you then. Yeah. Oh, so it was the seniors last, last yep. year that uh, that were caught cheating. Mm -hmm. And what was that? No, what? no, 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 no. So 2020 was the one that had too many people staying. Oh, okay. Class yeah, yeah. of 2023 was the one that got caught cheating. Oh, so it was, young, yeah. it was the younger, younger cadets that got caught cheating. Mm -hmm. And what was that about? Yeah. They, um, I'm sure you heard know a little more than what like I read in some articles. <laughs> yeah, so basically, the plebe class at the time, which is the freshman class, the freshman right? class had to take calculus, and there was a a group chat, right, a group me, that um, they used to cheat. So, so there, the, there's like various it's, things like, um, I've heard that. A lot of kids use Chegg, and there was. Wait, a, what's Chegg? Chegg is a. Is it an app? No, it's like it, it is an app, but it wasn't made an app at first. It's a website. Oh, okay. Basically, it's like a study material helping tutoring type of. Kind of like uh, uh, not Spark Notes. I'm trying to think. Oh, kind of like Quizlet. No, this oh, this like one Quizlet. this one actually gives you answers. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. I think that an instructor put up uh, the answer to the WPR or a test, the, yeah. the test or the final, and he put the wrong method to the – or wrong answer on Chegg, and a lot of cadets blindly just, oh, just copied the, the – and the didn't even sale. check if it was uh, oh, the right that, way or so the right answer. so obvious for mm -hmm. the ones that uh, – and then, and then I've heard that there was some talking during the test through GroupMe or whatever, or they set like told them, told them, "Hey, look at Chegg." So, a lot of cadets were, um, a lot of the twenty twenty three cadets were got, got yeah. kicked <laughs> out. Um, yeah, or put on like severe probation. I think there was like eighty three. I don't know the number specifically. Specifically, but I think 83 cadets were found and like some like already left because they were like, hey, like I got caught red handed, right? Yeah. They were gonna get separated, like 50 cadets. Um, I don't know, I don't know, huh. but there's a lot that, that's like one of the bigger cheating scandals, yeah. 
Have you ever seen the videos on YouTube of like the professors walking into the into like the university classrooms when they ca- catch like a large number of their students cheating? The videos yeah, I've seen, seen are like these huge auditoriums that are like full of students, kind of like w- at what you'd see at a public university, and like the teachers threatening to kick out everybody <laughs> from the school because he find, finds out they're really funny videos because uh, like there, there's a couple times where, where it's happened and like these professors are very serious about like we know who you are if you come forward right now you'll get penalized less or whatever you'll be able to stay in the university or something I'd look up those videos. They're they're actually kind of funny to watch. Oh, I thought watch. you meant it was about a West Point. No, it wasn't oh, okay. West Point. It's, they're, they're all different types of universities. Because, okay. like, of course, West Point is the first first school to ever have like, uh-huh. students cheating. Because like, I don't think I ever came across it in my university. But there weren't that many classes where, like, the classes were big enough that, <laughs> like, you could, like, people could, uh, could cheat. The classes were, I mean, below 30 students. And, I mean, you could cheat, but it just wasn't worth it. <laughs> like, I think the biggest cheat most cheating i ever did was uh my senior year so last year um i was like so close to not uh passing stats my first and only stats class um and it was like i I was failing the entire class and at right around exam time covid hit and we, everyone had to take the exam from home, so six of us decided to just like join it, join uh, forces, and like do the exam together. <laughs> and like it was the biggest lifesaver. COVID was like the best thing in the world at that time. We're like, what is this disease? It's amazing. <laughs> hey, if you pass, you pass, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> but like, so how does West Point compare to like, mo- like obviously you you haven't been to any other universities, but like, oh, I have. Oh, I have. took a, a year at University of Pittsburgh before I went to West Point. Was that a big shock, like, a big shock, like, going between the two, like, going to having, like, tons of freedom, being able to, like, come and go whenever you want, then to, like, going to West Point and, like, having to be in uniform and, like, did it feel at home? Did you, did you feel better going, going to West Point? Um, I mean, before going to West Point, I kind of knew the deal, mm-hmm. you know, uh, when I applied and everything, so, and I kind of wanted it, I mean, like, I was like, hey, you know. Going to West Point and have to wear a uniform every single day. Yeah. Hey, I'm saving money. You know, <laughs> I don't have to buy clothes for four years, yeah. or like I have to Hello, buy minimum da- clothes. coin. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, like, I don't know. Like, there are obviously like parts of West Point that are um, that really suck. But honestly, like, we have it pretty, pretty good. You know, um, everything is paid for. We get paid to go to college. Do you think it's as pre- prestigious as, like, what people make West Point out to be? Like, when people say, like, when I tell people my sister goes to West Point, they're like, no way. Your sister goes to West Point? Like, I know she's having, like, a pretty good time at that university. <laughs> like, I think uh, a lot of schools are like this, where the name has more weight than you think. I would, it realize. I could see that more. Uh, yeah. Um. Even like at Harvard, like yeah. you you say the word Yale or mm-hmm, Oxford, mm-hmm. you think and think of just this prestigious like pe- people have to be like rain men to yeah. go to the, go to these and like you watch. Have you ever seen the movie uh, called Social Network? It's about the yeah the Facebook. Facebook yeah like and it was, it gave it gave like short clippets of them at Harvard and like people don't expect Harvard to look like that where mm-hmm. there's like kids drinking and like getting drunk and writing code or whatever but uh-huh. like i bet that is like pretty close to how it is like very relaxed envi- environment even though like it is spo- it is very prestigious school and i mean the academics there are like top not top notch they're like they're just normal people that go to that school <laughs> i meant like um what's it called Like, people put Harvard on this pedestal, but when you actually go there, like, classes aren't as hard as you would think that a Harvard oh. class would be. Okay. Um, I, as far as, like, the relaxed or, like, chill nature, no. It is, it is just as strict as you think it is. I think that a lot of cadets nowadays get away with things a lot more mostly because of the culture change between the the different generations because we're, we're at that time when like 
we when your teachers went through West Point or whatever, or like graduated from West Point, they didn't have the internet. They didn't have like cell phones in their pocket. Mm-hmm. And, like some, like it's a culture. It's a. I mean, there is. I mean, they have to adapt the same way. I mean, we we are adapt. We've had these phones in our pockets forever, and I mean, they have to like learn how to deal with kids that are like pulling out their phone and googling things real quick and not opening a book. Like one great example that I can give is during my beast. Right, um, me and Olivia, we okay. What, what's beast? It's uh, it's like cadet basic training. Oh, okay. Right before you go into West Point, you go to that like training. I remember her going mm-hmm. to that. I think I dropped her off at that. Actually, <laughs> I think I was there. I think she has a picture of me and her together on that day. Yeah. So when we were going through that, we saw uh, one of our um, cadre, right, our beast sergeant, literally pick a kid up by the collar, right, slam him against the wall. And then two years later, I was a, a beast um, squad leader, out same position as him. Yeah. And you were doing the exact same thing. No, 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 no. Uh, and the thing is, we didn't say anything because, like, we were like, oh, like, yeah, like this, this is how it is. This, like, this is how it is. Yeah. And then when I went, I got in trouble for disrespecting someone. Because I made them, because she complained that her feet hurt, and I made her sit on top of the hill and let everyone look at her while they were getting smoked. What? Yeah, so I, I did that because, like, she was complaining about her feet hurting. She didn't have any blisters. She didn't have anything. Right? That's, like, the mildest of hazing. Yeah, hazing. yeah I, just, like, I was just like, hey, you know, I commend you guys for, you know, sticking together and... You know, getting all getting smoked while cadet so and so is complaining about her foot, and I'm and, uh, she's a, sitting yeah, on the hill watching you guys to do this. Embarrass them a little bit and mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Ma- make them feel, feel. I don't know. I mean, put them back, put them in line. I guess you could put it that, put it that way. But like, yeah. I don't know. But like, it's, it's not the West Point isn't a place that you complain about your feet. Exactly, and or your you, feelings. <laughs> you, you you can literally see the the major difference in like the the generation. Like, yeah, you think you, you think so? There so there's a big difference between you guys and the freshmen, right? Or the, at the time, so you were juniors at the time. Yeah, so and you were dealing with freshmen. So was there a big change between you and the soph- sophomores at that time? You think the sophomores had gotten soft? No, no. So it was a big, big change. So right between the freshmen and sophomores. And it makes like- sense because we like 2021's class is 1999. Yeah. To, then there was the 2000 class, oh. and then after 2000 class, and to the new, uh, now they're sophomores, but the plebes or freshmen this year were even worse than the 2023 and i yeah. think it's going to if nothing changes that makes so much sense yeah. that i mean that that is when so much changed between nine like between 90s kids and 2000s kids yeah. because i like seeing memes where like you can like 90s kids will get that will get this or yeah whatever. and then like, you see a toy yeah uh-huh and there's so many things that we uh, we had as kids that like i don't know some things just didn't transfer over mm-hmm. <laughs> like the 2000s i don't know what what that what it was i don't know if it was because like 9-11 was so early in uh in the 2000s or what but like i don't know people after 99 kind of just started not soft but soft <laughs> no mean. definitely my i was talking about it with one of my friends who was in a frat and his frat is like known to be this hardcore frat that like like their hazing is based what, on like what university is this? this is university of binghamton oh, okay and they were they were a really big like instead of like hazing like like naked embarrassing hazing it's yeah. more like physical like more like military kind of uh-huh. like yeah. vibes um and he was like yo for some reason like the new class 2023 yeah was this shift of softness like they were like they didn't want to do it and like they were it makes sense it it's it's everywhere it's crazy yeah I th- I th- it has to be a lot of like the parenting at that time too. Yeah. I wonder if there I wonder if there's something in like I don't know like there, uh, that affected the parent. There ha- there has to be some type of stat of like 
the difference between so what i wonder what year uh so parents around that time around that time parents that had kids in or, or late 99 to 2000s they would have been 35-ish years old, maybe 30 years old. Mm -hmm. So that would have been way back in the 70s they were born. I wonder if there was a big event event that happened that changed the parent, our parents as kids. That could be a research for someone. That could be, yeah. (laughs) That's something I need to to look into. But it's crazy how how different events can affect Mm long-term effects on people. Like, I think... in the next 20 years or so in the next 15 to 20 years we're gonna see the effects of covid of yeah. like kids that pretty much went through the most core years of school kindergarten first grade second grade third grade fourth grade or whatever and like they didn't learn shit mm-hmm. they were at home or whatever online where they didn't have a good internet connection or whatever and they like were just messing around on their phones or with their thumbs or games or whatever whatever and they weren't paying attention in school yeah and they're gonna grow up to be idiots. Or, like, I, don't, I don't know how to put that. I don't, I don't know how to put that, but like, it just seems like there's there's uh, some building blocks that are gonna be left empty. Yeah, these kids grow up. I don't know, but that's also gonna transfer over into politics and a lot of other <laughs> other other that's things true. at that time. I think that that's the biggest shift. I think that's coming to is like the shift in like politics. Yeah, it's like a lot of these rich white old guys or whatever that are in office are gonna get like kicked out or whatever and like people people are lifetime politicians are gonna leave and i mean then we're gonna be the ones left to make all the rules or whatever and like i don't know i think the country is gonna get pretty awesome (laughs) when we start running it because like i don't know we're a lot more accepting than our our parents and our parents parents (laughs) yeah that is true hopefully i really really don't want to be gatekeeped from like Jaws because of my tattoo. I'm really hoping. That's why I got it. <laughs> yeah, if you you think you think like what uh, what type of job do you think you get like be looked down upon or like like your resume would be sh- shifted towards the bottom because of your, of your tattoos. So like I because uh, right now I mean if without the bottom part, yeah. just upper part, that's like semi concealed. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Um, I think I wanted to go corporate or more specifically like wall street and i had a i have a friend at wall street and i was just like hey man what do you think if i get a tattoo he's like hey don't get it like you know blah 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 blah. i'm like huh but i really want one and like we like society is getting more accepting of tattoos so i'm like just hoping that by the time i get out of the force and like um into the civilian sector right like they wouldn't question my tattoos wall street seems like a place that should be working from home like everything's computerized on wall street like yeah i know what needs to be done on wall street that is true like i was just down there last week when we were in new york Mm -hmm. i went down to i loved going down and seeing like the raging bull (laughs) i don't know why because it's in magazines and in movies and whatnot but uh i mean i guess it was saturday so i didn't like i didn't really notice any businessmen walking (laughs) walking around but like it just seems like a lot of that those jobs can just be done from home, and I'm sure they were this year. I think a lot of businesses realize that they could do work from home <laughs> yeah. because of COVID. Like, what's gonna happen? All this real estate, like all this uh, retail real estate, that's like gone. Like people are leaving. Yeah. Like you're gonna have skyscrapers that are empty. I mean, yeah. especially like even down in Detroit when I drive around. I mean, I can't even count. Uh, how many retail spaces are uh, for sale uh you're not from here but there's uh um there's a furniture uh, company called loves uh loves furniture and they're going out of business this year uh and so they have these huge warehouse uh, warehouses that i think it was like a wholesale place that you just i mean uh, where they just had people walk into the warehouse and you buy whatever you want but they're going out of business no one's buying furniture apparently now there's these warehouses that are just empty everywhere that have these big glass front fronts or whatever that used to be loves furniture same with gardner white i don't know if you've seen seen them but like (laughs) gardner white is another another one of their furniture places they're they're going out of business or um but there's just tons of retail space someone needs to find something to do with it something cool yeah turn it into like I don't know. I was thinking today that I wonder if there's a huge difference in like building, uh, building code for retail space and like, uh, 
uh, like real or not real estate, like houses. Like if there's not, it seems like someone could like turn all these warehouses into some type of living facilities or like turn them in, turn them into mini apartments. Because like that could be a lot of money. Yeah, like like if businesses do like start even after COVID, like staying at home and making it at home type of jobs. Yeah, I think that's the only way they're gonna like have to. Yeah change or like adapt to like it, make it living uh, spaces yeah we might i think we're living through uh like our parents lived through the uh like the internet that and built like the startup of the internet and everything going on to the internet we <laughs> i mean we were young when uh everything was going through that but like we're kind of living through the <laughs> era of like all retails being kind of wiped out everything's going online yeah and that's just crazy because it happened all within the last year and a half i mean yeah there's still there's still a lot of re- retail uh places out there mm-hmm. but uh i was just talking to my uncle about uh one of his friends opened up a pet shop um i forget where here in michigan but uh i was telling him about uh these boxes i see out at the road all the time uh from a company called chewy have you ever se- heard of them you might have seen their no. advertisements. I started to see. I, I said their name once, and now I see their advertisements. So I think Google is definitely listening to me. But it's like a pet supply place online, mm-hmm. and I think they're the main reason that like pet supply and like uh, uh, pet smart are going out of business. It's oh, because, really? Like I don't know. People aren't buying buying pet supplies online or uh, in person anymore. And like people that go to the pet store to mm-hmm. buy pets, I mean, buy fish or. I don't know gerbils, whatever people, whatever animals people buy at uh, at stores. I mean, those aren't money makers usually. Yeah, for, yeah. <laughs> you're selling a goldfish for like five bucks or something like that. That's not doesn't seem like uh, you'd have to sell a shit ton of goldfish to keep your pet supply uh, place open. Yeah, it's mainly food. Yeah, <laughs> and like toys. Yeah, to- toys. I mean, like I also I can't really. I'm not. Our family is not a big like. Uh, uh, we don't buy a lot of pet stuff. Our do- our dog has all the toys she needs. So, like, we don't take her into stores and like have her pick out uh, pick out stuff. We have like a long long time ago, but like it's not. I know people that like take their dog to the pet store like I don't know once a month or something like that, and like, to get them groomed or whatever. Whatever. Thankfully, we do have a dog that doesn't need to be groomed, yeah. groomed or whatever. It just needs a bath ever so often. But yeah, it's uh, gonna be really weird. Um, I think a lot. Uh, a lot of like activity uh, businesses like bowling, laser tag, uh, top golf, they're gonna do really well here in the next oh, like, yeah. year oh, or yeah. so. Because like everybody's gotta catch up. Everyone's going out. Yeah. Like I don't even feel like going out Saturday <laughs> or Sunday or even for like I don't feel like going out on the weekends because like I just know every place is just gonna be slammed wherever I go. Yeah. Like I've been I've been going down to Ann Arbor to drink sometimes on the weekends and like the bars that are open down there at half capacity or whatever, the lines are half a mile long. And it's like, I'd rather just go drink at home. <laughs> no it's cheaper. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I'm not a, I'm, I don't, I don't like the bar environment. Uh, yeah. I don't really care for like, I don't know. I don't care for the drinking environment either, either but mm-hmm. like, I, I enjoy like being social with friends. That's what I enjoy. Yeah. Dude, at home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> was there a lot of consumption of alcohol at West Point? No, we got a four drink limit. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you can, there's no. I mean, you can't buy booze on on campus or anything like that. There's no drinking in the dorm, dorms or anything like that. I'm yeah, sure there's like, ways to get around that, but yeah. <laughs> so they restricted um, cadets from buying alcohol from the PX, the commissary. So you, is there like hard liquor in there? There. There are. Oh. Um. You, you just. They, they'll they know that you're cadets and they, they would have been sold it. out this yeah. year if, they, if that place was open because like there was nothing for these people for, for these cadets to yeah do. yeah been heavy drinking in the in the barracks so and then like so like a lot of people found ways to like go out um through whatever means yeah. to get these alcohol and like <laughs> What one time one guy? I can just imagine I would be making up the stupidest of reasons to try to get off base to like just go out and get some freedom. <laughs> one guy got a delivery guy, like American Burrito. Oh my yeah, God. American Burrito delivery man to bring like Un- unwrapping the burrito and it's like yeah, no, no, the, like he brought he brought alcohol in, right for the cadets. And then, I don't know if so they they drink in the barracks, but they drink yeah 
wherever. That's hilarious. Yeah. Is are things taxed on uh, on base? No. Like no. uh, what's it called? Like at the PX and the commissary? Don't I don't think it is. Yeah, I remember going to. Do you know? What, have you ever heard of Hill Air Force Base? No. That's out in Utah. That's I think one of the country's largest Air Force bases. And I'd go there. My friend would take me there to like buy stuff sometimes because <laughs> he had a military ID. Yeah. And like we'd go buy stuff that was like tax free. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever, save a little bit of money. But uh, I know, like, buying cigarettes in bulk on uh, bases is, like, a big thing because, like, cigarettes are taxed pretty heavily. Same with alcohol. Alcohol is taxed pretty heavily. Yeah. But, yeah. That's crazy. You you think uh, – did you – I mean, you haven't graduated yet, but you think your four years at West Point was was worth it? Would you – if you could go back, would you go to a normal university? No. No? I think West Point did a phenomenal job, like develop me, developing me as a person. I think I've changed quite a bit um, before entering West Point. That could be a fucking commercial for West Point, right there. <laughs> right there. I mean, it could be. It really could be. But like, I this is like one thing that I like hold true to myself. Yeah. That like I wouldn't be the person I am if I went to a regular college. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely. That's like. I think everybody that goes to West Point just comes out a different person. Sometimes. 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 Some, some people, people some people are not receptive. Let's say uh, one guy finds a group that it's just like him, like how he thinks, yeah. and just goes through the four years just like how he is, and he's not going to like develop. Yeah. That's actually that's also super similar to like normal universities too, because like some people come out of high school and go to university and they come into the university with like maybe three or four of their good high school friends mm-hmm. and for all four years they're just around their high school friends mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like they never they never change never never grow but like i think the, a big thing for like me i moved let's see like 15 1600 miles across the country i went to a university where i like no one i knew mm-hmm. and like i was forced to like, just make new groups of friends with every, everybody and uh it definitely changes you when you when you have a new new group of friends. You figure out what other people like. You try you try new things or whatever, and you just grow. But I could definitely see that at West Point, where like you find people with the exact same mindset as you, and like the same uh, same or who, people like to do the same things as you, and you just like kind of never grow out of your old self. Yeah. So the thing is, like, my problem was like a bit of like independence, right? the lone wolf type of deal um so when i went to a year of college right i didn't change from myself how far away, how far away from home were you eight hours by drive i okay, didn't so a lot decent, of people didn't go to university of pittsburgh that i knew yeah decent it was a decent ways away like, mm-hmm. i mean some people go to university like 45 minutes away from their house yeah <laughs> like, yeah that I could be a big mean. contributor to like, to like people like people they go home on the weekends or whatever, mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. stay, stay around their family family but like eight hours away that's not going home on the weekends or rarely going home on the mm-hmm. weekends so like what i would say is like west point made me a person that is a lot more selfless um my upbringing like and the way i grew up um i had to like i felt like i had to be selfish i'm looking out for myself and everyone's out to get me yeah and then west point me like changed that and changed me to be more like t- team, team building yeah, yeah team building teamwork like that type of deal but yeah it's more of a brotherhood i feel like you it, it definitely is just being just being there for the couple days i was like you could tell like some people are like super close close and like that's also how like just the mil- military the army yep. is in general like some people once they join once they join it's hard for them to leave because when they leave they lose that sense of like brotherhood or fam- family and they just get they just have to go back and go back so they can feel close to people again and like uh, feel supported mm-hmm. i think it's crazy probably how many people actually actually are like that or like stay in the army because they feel that connection to other people yeah there's a lot yeah do you know where you're going or where do you think you're gonna go when you graduate I don't know where I'm going for sure, but I am one of the top of the graduating class so in the December. Pick. So yeah. um, I am putting my preferences as at like Italy first, Germany, then it's Hawaii. Why does everyone, why does everyone go to Ger- Germany? Why is Germany such a big base for people to go to? 
It has a good unit. Oh, okay. It is Oconus, or outside of continental United States. It's just... Yeah. I, just cur- I was just curious, because, like, everyone, whenever I talk to anybody, like, I was talking to Libya. Libya Germany was, like, something Libya was considering mm-hmm. uh, for, a li- for a little bit, and I know one of her friends yeah. went to Germany. Emery, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's also, like a very new experience living in a new country yeah and then you're not just living there for a couple months you're living there for you're settling down there so that's pretty cool yeah. uh but basically italy and germany has the same unit there it's like a, it's the 173rd uh-huh. um and you it's like airborne it's a very good unit um <clears throat> so germany italy hawaii hawaii because i i'm 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 a big all in or all out. Been, have you ever been to Hawaii? Yeah, I've been to Hawaii multiple times. I love it there. Which islands? Oahu. Oahu. Mm-hmm. Just Oahu. Yeah, I've only that been to Oahu. Island? No, no that's, that's the the most populated island. Oh, okay. Oh, it's, it's the most populated, but not the biggest. No, I didn't know there's. I, I figured Big Island would would have been the most populated. It's where the capital is. So oh, yeah, I didn't know that. I've been. I think I told you I've been yeah, to Kauai. Kauai. Yeah, Kauai's like. I I think there is an air force base on Kauai. I think so too. They um, do a lot of like FTXs. Yeah, there's like at a, Kauai. I drove by it once, and we were talking to like a native there, and they're like, "Oh, we don't go to that part of that island. Like, we stay on the road there because it's like they're like kind of secretive of what goes on on that part of the island." Mm-hmm. But uh, that's a very small island. It I, is, but it's, it's be- very it's beautiful. Absolutely yep. beautiful. I think I understand why so many movies are shot there because <laughs> like. It's just out of this world. Uh, really? Because <laughs> I remember when we first got there, when me and my friend got there, um, it it rains. We were there in rainy season, so, like, every day it rains for, I mean, on and off for 20 minutes on, 20 minutes off, 20 minutes on, and 20 minutes off all day, all day mm-hmm. every day. And uh, when, we, when we went uh, kind of for a hike the, the first day, you get just these crazy luscious mountains like they're mountain they're mountains but they're fully green there's like trees all the all the way up them where like anywhere else like california or utah mountains would just be rocky and you have when it pours down rain you just get dozens of like beautiful waterfalls coming down these mountains it's gorgeous yeah you literally think you're just on a different planet because like <laughs> there's nowhere else that i've been that's like that yeah that's crazy i mean what what's that on oahu like what is it known for? I mean, I know it's the capital. I know it's like heavily populated. Is the whole island just a giant city? No, 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 no. There's the um, the bottom part of the like the south of the island is mostly city, uh-huh. and then everywhere else is either not developed or very. Is it like a very outdoorsy uh, island? Yeah, like, I would say a lot so. to do. do uh, like uh, Kauai is uh, definitely a big uh, like hiking or backpacking. I, I mean, you can hike a lot in uh, Oahu too. Oh, okay. There's the Stairway to Heaven, Three Peaks. They have active volcanoes there. No, no. Oh, okay. The only active volcano in Hawaii is the actual island of Hawaii. Oh, it's that's the, it's that was Hawaii. my number one disappointment. Yeah, I went to Kauai. Like I learned learned with like a couple weeks prior that like there's no active volcanoes there. I'm like, oh man, I I've never seen lava before. Yeah, I've always wanted to see lava. Yeah, it looks beautiful. I pull, I'm just pulling up pictures of it. Yeah. Yeah, Hawaii would be a change and change because like definitely after the ten days on Kauai. It felt crammed, but Kauai is a pretty small island. Mm-hmm, I mean, it mm-hmm. takes an hour and a half, hour and 45 to drive from one side to the other. It just felt claustrophobic because there's a lot of tour- tourists there, and there's no highways on Kauai. <laughs> yeah. But, like, Oahu, I mean, must feel like a decent place, place to live if you want to go there. Yeah, it, it is really beautiful. It is. It has very chill vibes. Um and, just, <laughs> and like and like like people there are just really friendly yeah so i don't know i, I really mean, love it there that's what i noticed, noticed when i went to Kauai. it's just like a very laid back yeah. feeling like there's no rush to go anywhere mm-hmm. there's, there's traffic everywhere in Kauai. in Kauai, so you just kind of have to be realized mm-hmm. you can't be in a rush to go anywhere and like at hawaii the formal wear is the aloha shirt 
That's Wait, what's the Aloha shirt? That's I... like the floral pattern, like oh, collared shirt. Yeah. That's the formal attire. So there, no one wears like yeah suits or anything. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, it is a very cool vibe. I assume that's not the formal attire, or that's not the attire for a military base. <laughs> oh no 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 no! Of course not. <laughs> Camo pants and a and, uh, Hawaiian shirt. No. <laughs> Okay, so we're in Italy. Where's the base in Italy? Vicenza. Is that northern is. part or southern I part? I don't know Vicenza. No idea. Interesting. I know Liv- Livia's been to Italy, I think. Yeah, she has. Yeah, I'm jealous. Both my sisters have been to Italy. I have not been to Italy. Do you plan to? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Just when, I don't know if Italy's open right now. I don't think it is. I don't, I don't think, think so. any of the European countries are open. I don't think so either. But I'd love to go to Italy. There's a lot of places in Italy that I'd love to go. Um, I'd like to go to Rome and Greece as well. Uh, <laughs> I have a lot of places out that way to, to get, uh, that I'd like to go. But, I mean, obviously I'm li- limited to yeah. right now. And, I mean, if, even if you could find a, find a uh, flight there or whatever, manage to get your way into the country. I don't know. I don't know Italian. First off, I don't know any other European language, so I'm kind of at a disadvantage if I go over there. I mean, they do speak English, so. Have you been over there? No. No. Have you ever left the country? I have. I went to Korea a couple times, and I've been to Japan once, and that's about it. Any part? Those are, both those countries are countries I'd like to go, but definitely I'd love to go to South Korea. Yes, I'd like to go to Seoul. Yeah. Like, I see pictures of Seoul, and like, it looks just insane. Like one dollar for a bottle of soju, which is what soju? It's like a Korean alcoholic beverage. It's like fifteen percent, but it's like a dollar. Huh? Like this big. That's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's cheaper than water. Are you Korean? I am Korean. You're Korean. Mm-hmm. Are your parents like full blown Korean, like from Korea? Yeah. And were you consent? Were you born here? Yep. Oh, okay. In New Jersey. Oh, in New Jersey. <laughs> What a crazy place to be. Be Well, I mean, it's not that crazy from your parents. Like, they're probably in a pretty heavily populated area in Korea. Yep. And then came here to New Jersey, which mm-hmm. is pretty heavily populated. Yeah. How is, uh, how is New Jersey different than, like, where we're at right now? A lot spread out. Like, yeah. Michigan is a lot more spread out than, like, the stores. Or it's like, a drive to go play. It. Yeah. This is, like... There's a lot of distance in between us and Walmart or whatever. And like you could you, you consider your house to be like in suburbia, but like does this? It seem- feels like we're out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, definitely. Just cause, like we can't we can't see our na- neighbors or anything. We can go outside and shoot guns or whatever. And like you guys Jersey. have a swamp in the backyard. Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> most of our properties are underwater. But like in New Jersey, I don't even know if you can own guns in New Jersey. Or like if I you can, you it's probably pretty pretty difficult to get one. Oh yeah. Which is understandable. Understandable, but, like, crazy. Like, I don't think I could live like that. Yeah. <laughs> I like being able to walk into Walmart and buy a shotgun if I want to. <laughs> I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> yeah, that's only some, only some Walmarts, but, the, yeah, that is a thing. Like, uh, same, I was going to say Sam's Club, but I don't think you can do that. I don't think they sell, sell firearms at, at Sam's Club. But, yeah, different environment here. <laughs> is weed legal in uh, New Jersey? I think it is now. New York it is, definitely, because, mm-hmm. like, there's weed trucks everywhere. Yeah. It's crazy. It's like, funny. It's it's out of control in Manhattan, because when we were just down there a couple days yeah. ago, I mean, it's every corner that yeah. there's a weed truck, and, like, just downtown was insane. Like, it was just, I think they just opened up in New York a couple of days before we'd gotten there, and I think that might have been the first Saturday that they were, that New York was open, and it was just way overcrowded. Yeah. It was, op- like, I think... The curfew was gone. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, probably. But, like, I don't know. It just felt unsafe. Not unsafe because of COVID. It just felt unsafe because there's, like, a lot of nuts out there. Yeah. I assume you've been to Manhattan, right? Yeah. I live, like, 30 minutes away from Manhattan. So, like, I grew up like, in, that area, yeah. in that area. They're just, like, downtown Times Square area. There's just performers everywhere. People mm-hmm. yelling at each other. People mm-hmm. selling things all, all yep. over the place. I mean... Just nuts. Yeah. Well, it's fucking 2 a.m. <laughs> we've been at this for a little over 50 minutes. <laughs> for the, this is this is for our first podcast. We've talked for a little while. Yeah. We covered we covered a lot. 
We didn't even talk about crypto. <laughs> no, we didn't. <laughs> crypto is literally what I spend most of my day looking at. <laughs> me too. That's what gets me through the day. Do you use uh, market cap? It's an app. Uh, yeah, sometimes I do. I, I do that for pre-market. Pre-market? Pre-market uh, for, for For stocks. Oh, for stocks. Yeah. I didn't even know there was stocks on, <laughs> on market cap. That's going to open up a whole new world to me. <laughs> Because, like, I use just for, I mean, looking at any stock, I just use uh, my E-Trade app. Yeah. But that takes time to log into that. So I'll have to log on. Uh, the only thing I hate about market cap is when I buy th- when I buy coins or whatever, I have to go add the transaction into my portfolio or uh, into my portfolio on market cap so that I, instead of looking at my uh, um at my Binance account or whatever, every time I just pull up market cap uh-huh. real quick and it's all right there in my portfolio. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's still a lot about crypto that I need to learn. Same. <laughs> I don't think you can learn enough. Yeah, there's just an infinite knowledge. And I think it's just ever expanding too. <laughs> because like it's now it's like NFTs are a I, huge thing. I still I don't know anything about it. Yeah, I, uh, I started looking into that about a month ago and. So my thought on like an NFT is just this, basically this digital art yeah. that someone made that's li- that's limited, and they sell for anywhere between a dollar and millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I was, I was just scrolling through NFTs that were like the like most sold or the highest priced ones, and you're look, like ten million dollars for this like graphic piece of art or whatever, and like. My brain's like, what the fuck is like? That's so stupid. Why would you spend money on that? Mm-hmm. But like, people are giving it value. That has value. So mm-hmm. like, someone has, like, as long as it, everyone believes that it has value, kind of like just like our dollar has va- value, it's gonna remain at the price that it's at or whatever. I like I I think I saw on the news like this first time when this a real life painting or whatever was turned into an NFT and they destroyed that painting. What? Yeah. I'll have to read about that. That's crazy. Yeah. I wonder why. I don't I don't understand the logic to prove it. NFTs or something like that. Huh? Yeah. Uh, that kind of blows my mind cuz I didn't realize that. I thought NFTs were literally just like I don't know. I guess that makes sense that like art that you make on in real life, a tangible piece of art is can I mean just be transferred over to a digital piece of art and I mean, it's worth just the same amount. Or, <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't seem like it should be because that it, you can't hang that on the wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no idea. That doesn't, that doesn't feel like there's the time and effort is put into, like, an actual painting. Mm-hmm. And then, like, there's not just not the same amount of time and effort put into a uh, – um, into a digital – into an NFT. But uh, when I was in uh, New York, I'll see if I can find a picture of the NFT that I saw in New York. I saw it on, like, a billboard, and it was the exact same uh, – uh, let's see if I can. Um, oh, it was these. There's like thousands and thousands of these. Uh, they're and depending on what they look like, some of them like some of them have cig- cig- cigarettes or pipes or whatever. Um, they're worth different ones of different colors or whatever. Um, these were the ones that I was looking at that were worth like tens of millions of dollars each each one of them but i saw one of these on a billboard in new york and i'm like oh i know what that is <laughs> i don't think most other people walking by me knew exactly knew what that was yeah. i'm like that's weird to see here in new york um but i wonder if that's a mark that's a, like that could be a thing like expensive nfts that are like this one this one has, it says sells for 69 million dollars isn't that crazy yeah but like so if you own this you could start making it. You could put up an advertisement that it's for sale in Times Square. You could pay the thou- a couple thousand dollars that it costs to advertise your NFT if it's worth that amount. Uh huh. Like, you never know. You might find someone. <laughs> someone. I don't. Maybe maybe not in Times Square. There's not a lot of poor people. Not poor people, but like average people in yeah. Times Square. Yeah. You have to uh, uh, um, advertise it up to the people in like Northern Manhattan. Yeah. <laughs> where, where all the real money is up there. But yeah, NFTs are just a different world. I'd like to learn a lot more about those, but uh, I'm still like decide. I'm still learning about different different coins. There's a lot, yeah. of, sh- there's a lot of shit coins out there, like meme coins. Meme, yeah, I, yeah. There's a lot of meme coins out there. There's also like I don't know. I uh, like I know I can create my own coin, which is really weird. I don't think every anybody should be able to create their own coin. Yeah. Coin. 
because I mean, I think it was two years ago. I just saw the t statistic that two years ago there were like 900 and some coins on the market. Today, there's like coming up on 4,000 coins on the market. There's no point. I don't like, and most of them are unknown. Like I can think of like eight coins off the top of my head uh, that like I would be okay buying or whatever like the rest uh, of them i just don't know enough about them if, even dogecoin is a little iffy on yeah <laughs> i feel bad for those people that bought at like 60 cents or something and now it's just hovering down at 30 cents like i think it's gonna go up though yeah if you hold it long enough it's a lot it's a long-term investment like people <laughs> hold on to it <laughs> like i don't know i bought uh, did i tell you about elongate yeah yeah, so I bought, I bought like $700 or $600 worth of Elongate, and like I keep an eye on it, but I never plan on selling it. Like, I. What if it goes to zero? If it goes to zero, like, fine. Like, I'll still hold on to it. It was the same thing with GM, GME. I bought GME fully knowing that, I, like, if that goes to zero, then I'm like, okay, I'm, I accept that. Like, I took the risk or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, but. Uh, like six hundred dollars is not enough. I have what one point three billion of them, and like if it goes to zero and it's worth nothing, then like six hundred bucks. Who care? Who cares? Uh -huh. If it goes up to a penny, a penny or whatever, if I have to wait thirty years of my life for that to go up to like point zero zero five cents or so, something, so I can make a couple million dollars. It's like, but I then mean, you would sell. Yeah. yeah okay. At the very end, at the, like when I felt comfortable, like I don't know. There, there would, there's definitely a, I have a breaking point where I'd sell. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I, I don't know how I would feel if like tomorrow I opened up my uh, market cap and like my elongate made me 10 grand. Like I'd probably look at that and be like, oh my God, like that's, a, that's an incredible investment or whatever. And like, but I don't, I think I want to say I have some type, like, I know I wouldn't sell. Cause is it because because of Doge and like all the people that like made like 10,000, they would immediately sell it but it they held on to yeah it for like two I think years that, yeah i think that's a, like how a lot of people think about it like you think of all those people that sold sold their bitcoin like two years ago or mm -hmm. something for five grand or whatever and like let's see what year was i that was i was a junior in college and i remember just kind of learning about bitcoin about that about that time and uh it was it's about five five grand and like in my brain i'm like Yep, it's at the top. Yep, it's it's not going anywhere yeah. from here. And then like, and I think a ton of people did uh, did sell it, and like, it just took off after that. And I first heard of Bitcoin when I was ten years old. I was so no yeah. Um, How did you learn about it? When so you were 10? I was playing a game, and in order to buy like currency in the game, you can pay in Bitcoin. And I was just like, oh, what is, what is Bitcoin? And I was trying, but it was what year was that? 2010 earlier oh before that well i forget what year it is but it was born i think it was 2005 it was created uh for the first time we might have to look that look that up because i'm curious when when uh, uh bitcoin first came around Oh, 2009. Yeah, well, I was at uh, 2010. So a year after it was. Yeah, so good. at the time, Bitcoin was worth less than the like the dollar. Oh, yeah. It was way. It was but like things were so hard zero, to get. Zero, zero. Oh, yeah, there's, there's no like framework around it. There's no, like 20 different apps that you can buy Bitcoin yeah. on now. Like, but before it, it was. There's like corner stores. Have you seen gas stations advertising we sell Bitcoin? I don't even know how that works. I don't know how that works. Yeah, look at, ga look at, look at some shady gas stations when you drive by them next time. And like some of them say, like, we sell Bitcoin. I'm like, I don't think most people going in there to buy Bitcoin really <laughs> know what that is. Yeah. Like, that uh, doesn't seem like the right place to be buying it. But that's crazy. You learned about it a year after. Um, if only I spent money on that. Right? If only you I just put that. a dollar in. Like it. I mean, I can't. I pro it probably fluctuated so much in 2010, but it was probably just a stupid low, like fraction of a penny way back when. I wouldn't have to go to West Point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you'd be living on a yacht. Maybe not a yacht. Well, maybe I don't know. <laughs> but there's this movie I just watched called The uh, Silk Road. You ever heard of it? No. It's just, it came out in 2019, but it's about this guy that created like uh, 
this almost like an Amazon for drugs. He, uh, um, it was all it was all encrypted, so people could buy and sell drugs online. It was called Sil- like SilkRoad.com or something, um, and there's no there's no information traded uh, traded, so you don't know where the dr- where the drugs were coming from. You don't know who they were going going to. Um, they just show you just bought them and they showed show up in your in your mail, and there's no way to tra- no way to trace them. And at the time, this was back in. 2013 or 2012 when this website was created there was really only x-ray machines in like uh, looking at packages so there's no way to tell if there's drugs being shipped or whatever um and this guy that created it uh was taking bitcoin as a uh um as payment or whatever um he was just taking a small small fraction of it or whatever but he launched the, the website, website and like within a day he made like seventy five thousand dollars worth of bitcoin worth of worth of bitcoin back in 2012 so imagine what that would have calculated to today um I forget a lot what, yeah a lot, <laughs> a lot. A lot. And a, like an unfathomable like amount of money like more than bezos like easily way more yeah. than bezos because that was one day worth of bitcoin and it, it went on for a long time i think it was like nine months before he was arrested by oh. homeland security and he's now living like forever in prison which is really stupid for like creating a marketplace yeah right because there's like st- statistically there was like a noticeable amount of less drug crime uh like mur- homicides and what yeah. whatnot that happened in those nine nine months because people weren't going to shady parts of town or like meeting their drug dealer in person it was all online uh so like i understand why you shouldn't be selling drugs on- online but i like, I, like the, the severity a, yeah he shouldn't be spending his life in prison yeah trump, I, I, trump should have pardoned that guy <laughs> but well it's fucking late can, uh, <laughs> you want to stop it? Yeah, we can we can stop it. This, this is a pretty good podcast podcast for uh, my first podcast. <laughs> Hopefully, the audio turned out right. Uh, right, I, this is the most uh, professional setup that I uh, could come up with <laughs> on a very very small budget. <laughs> on a very very small budget. Uh, yeah. Well, thanks for talking about your project and uh, all the other cool stuff we talked about. <laughs> yeah, we talked about a lot. A lot, but yeah, it's fun. I'm it's fucking two a.m. <laughs> ready to go to bed but yeah until next time uh...